Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, hello. We're back again. It's Raps on TV, reporting fresh from London. The boxing season is back. It's open. We've had a great weekend of boxing last weekend, and we've got an even better one to look forward to this weekend. Not only do we have the big, huge clash between two juggernauts, Canelo versus Golovkin, we've also got Billy Joe Saunders, who's always going to be making a name for himself, potentially in the middleweight against Monroe, which will be taking place in the Copper Box Arena. And we've also got the Super Series uh, fight between Smith and Scoglin. So huge, huge fights this weekend. Um, as usual, just want to say a big up to all the listeners, all the guys downloading, all the support, all of that, all of that, all of that. We're back. The boxing season is back, babe, and we're happy. In them? Yeah, so I just want to introduce uh, our guest as well. We've got um, D from Below the Belt. Uh, along with his uh, 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 co-host, Did you business to... partner, business Come on, partner. Give, give <laughs> business partner, yeah, Robert. So, Robert, um, what's good, fight fans? And uh, did you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm D. You know, uh, yeah, I'm here below the bot TV. Glad well, to be here. For those that for those that you that do know, because you've been listening in, D, D and Dwayne, we should say below the belt. He's always been calling all the support. He did the Mayweather special. We called in every week. He's calling and giving us his opinion. So. Thought it was only right for a fight like this. We bring them both in the studio. Yeah. Um, guys, what have you been working on in the last couple of weeks? Do you want to just tell the listeners well, what you got coming up? Well, um, working on a few things. Like the boxing season kind of went quiet for a moment mm-hmm. and now it's starting to begin. So obviously we're trying to make sure that we can be in the building for the Billy Joe Saunders uh, Willie Monroe fight this Perfect. weekend. That's a good look. And then mm-hmm. we move on to the um, Joseph Parker, uh, Huey Fury. Perfect. So we're just following all the main events at the moment and just yeah. networking. And we've got quite a few interviews that we're yet to release. So mm-hmm. um, obviously one fighter in particular, I'd say to look out for is Umar Sadiq. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, he's he's fighting this weekend. That's right. For yep. a debut. Very, very good guy. We've had him on the platform. So yep. yeah. And then another thing that's caught my attention, uh, you've got the Ian Lewison fight coming up on yep. the uh, Ring yes, Star Haymaker thing. That's right. So yep. Yeah, we're, we're working, we're working. Good, Absolutely. good, good to hear, yeah. good to hear. Look forward to seeing some of those interviews. So, yeah, and just, to, just to let you guys know, hopefully we're going to have Joe Joyce in the studio in the next couple of weeks so we oh, okay. can talk about the Ian Lewison fight. That'd be something just to bear that in mind, guys. So, yeah, it's the big one, you know, it's the one that we've been waiting for for the last few years. So we give a big shout out to all the people that, you know, uh, get involved with us on social media, quality show, downloads, you know, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be breaking down each fighter, comparing them head to head, and give our predictions. So hopefully, you guys, you know, if you're going to put a flutter on, you know who to <laughs> no go <doubt>. for. <laughs> you know, uh, as usual, dial in on oh one five zero six two four three four zero three, and make sure you get on social media and get your felt uh, friends involved. Perfect, perfect. So guys, um, I think it's been. I, I, people will say maybe four or five months in the making, but I think it's fair. This has been about twelve to eighteen months in the making in terms of Canelo and Triple G. Um, 
for me, I'm going to be honest, I'm super excited. I mean, this is a fight to me. I see it as a pure 50-50, um, one that, you know, somebody, uh, uh, most analysts could say this guy's definitely going to win, but I think there's always a reason why the other guy's got a good chance. So two powerful uh, middleweights, a um, couple of intangibles. We're going to let him bring, bring out the stats on each fighter. But for me, huge 50-50 fight and I can't wait. Yeah, so we're going to start off with just going through uh, the tail of the tape and just looking at each of the fighters. We've got Saul Canelo Alvarez, was a junior middleweight, he's recently moved up to middleweight. Uh, and we've got Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, he's always been a middleweight, you know, so the size advantage theoretically we'll say was, would be with Triple G. Uh, Canelo's coming into his uh, 27, he's going to be 27 in the next few months. Uh, Triple G is 34 years of old, uh, 34 years of age. So there is a age difference there, and it seems like one is coming to his prime, and one is probably coming down to the other end of his career. That's something we want to pick up on. Size-wise, they both look very similar. You know, I mean, if you look at them, Triple G looks a lot bigger, but most of the publications you reach, they seem to be very, very similar size. Uh, Canelo is five foot nine inches with a seventy-inch reach. Uh, Triple G five foot ten inches with a seventy-inch reach as well. Canelo's got forty-nine one-one with thirty-four KOs. 70% ratio. He's had the, for the likes of Cotto and Mayweather, both first ballot Hall of Famers, you know, and he's based in Mexico. And on the other side, you've got Triple G with a record of 37 or 33 KOs, a massive 90% ratio, something that's seriously going to have an impact on this fight, something a lot of people are going to be predicting, and whether Canelo can withstand his power. So with that, my man Kojo is going to go head to head and deal with each of. Well, I, I I say head to head, um, but I mean it's just a guess. I guess the key thing is just to like ask a couple of uh, questions to obviously the the guests and in them as well, and and just for the listeners, and um, we're going to dissect this fight a little bit, but then we are going to come out to the alliance. So please be patient. We'll be coming out, and we want your opinions and we want your <laughs> comments. But guys, I'm going to say, and this is a question to both of you, um, or Dwayne, okay. in terms of uh, advantages, we're going to look at key key areas. So from a hand speed perspective, who do you feel has the advantage within hand speed between Kolevkin and Canelo, and why why do you say such? Why I say, say Canelo's got the advantage with hand speed. Mm-hmm. Like he usually attacks in three to four hit combos. Yep. Um, body shots, headshots perfect display was when he fought um, Liam Smith yeah. I think it was yeah mm. and the way how he worked the body then straight up top to the head like his, his hand speed you, you can't predict the shots mm. that he's going to throw mm. um, I mean Triple G does does work the body as well he's won a few fights with body shots but mm-hmm. nine times out of ten maybe that's maybe I could be totally wrong to say that but usually he goes for headshots yeah. right those odd strange angles angles yep. right at the top of the forehead and all it's this like kind ham- of craziness yeah. at the head. whereas Canelo I think he's I think he's He's got more of a variety. I would agree. You know? Yeah. You know, as we're talking about this, I can feel the goosebumps coming up, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. you know. Robert, uh, what about yourself, man? What do you yeah, think about no, hand no, speed? Yeah, no, no. I second that. I think um, if we're talking about hand speed, it's Canelo, um, hands down. He's got super quick hands. Um, his punch selection is 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 really uh, top-notch. As D said, he goes to the body, then goes back up top. Um, the only thing I would say that, that Triple G can kind of counteract that is that his accuracy. Triple G is extremely accurate. Mm. Um, he's, he's very much a sharpshooter. He's very similar to Errol Spence. When he when he sees the eye on the target, he will hit that target very, 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 very accurately, and he will mm. snap that head right back with that jab. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think that's a good point that you touched on, and people are not speaking about that. I think one is variety, but then his efficiency. He is a punch efficient boxer. He doesn't, apart from the Mayweather fight, you don't really see him just swinging loosely and wildly yeah. at, at at his targets. He's always 
quite methodical. If he's going for the body, he's working the body, then he's coming in with an uppercut and he's coming back in with a, a, a big right. So he's got a good system in terms of how he punches, throws yeah. his punches. And I think that is another interesting thing for me in terms yeah. of this this fight. And the only thing I would probably add to that, sorry, mm-hmm. that is do you... The thing, about, the thing about Canelo is that I think a lot of the fights that he's had, barring Lara and a few other guys, Mayweather, mm-hmm. etc., a lot of them are kind of tailor-made for him so they literally mm. stand there and allow him to tee off mm. so it's going to be interesting to see how Canelo is fighting with an opponent that is going to be going forward and mm. throwing high volume amount of punches yeah, yeah. and quickly go back to that hand speed point, point as well you know the two or three fighters that sort of trouble Triple G to some extent they're, they're all guys with you know fast hand speed like Woody Monroe Jr right very fast he was catching Triple G often but he probably didn't have the power to you know, do much damage same thing with Jacobs Jacobs is someone who's got a fast hands was moving around a lot another guy that caused a lot of problems so that's a key factor going into this the fact that Canelo's got that faster hand speed definitely you know is a big tick in his favour for myself and okay so then moving on to that um, power and this is going to be a <laughs> tough one um, Robert, who who do you see as the more powerful boxer? Ah, uh, it's all day Triple G. Yeah, he's 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 like the Undertaker of the one sixty division. Yeah, he's the guy that no one wants to face. Mm. Everyone's dodging him. Yeah, um, his power. It's weird though, because I spoke to another pro boxer and he was basically saying he's never sparred the guy, but he was saying that Triple G's power. It, it's not concussive. You know, he's mm. not David Hayes, not yeah. a Mike Tyson. He doesn't not put he doesn't put you to bed. If anything, Lemieux might be a more concussive puncher than Triple G, but Triple G is more of a fudding puncher. Mm. When he hits you, you feel those shots through your body yeah. and you don't want to take any more of that mm. and that can just change the whole dynamic of the fight so that's why it's interesting to see how Canelo actually reacts although he's sparred with Triple G how is he going to react when he starts to feel that fudder to mm. the body and to the head that's something mm. Martin Murray was saying as well he was saying you know uh, if anything he finds George Groves has more concussive power than Triple G but it's like what you said it's when it hits you it's like a shotgun going mm. on and you hear it, this guy lands on them pads it's like a shotgun yeah, going on yeah. you know I think that's quite conclusive, isn't it? With like Triple G yeah. having a power. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I think it's hard to argue. I mean, you look at the knockout ratio, fair enough, the calibre of opponents haven't been as, maybe as high as, as, as Canelo's to some degree, but I think it goes about saying when you see the way he fights, the way he's very strong with a jab and when he gets to work the body and he starts landing big shots, I mean, the reaction from their faces, I mean, who's the guy, the American guy that Willie, he fought, Stevenson, Stevenson, you know, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. that was a very iconic look when he gets to <laughs> yeah, he and he looks up and he's like, what is going on? Like, what's hit me? So I think that's very, very conclusive in terms yeah. of the power. So for me, um, I would agree with you. So in terms of uh, punch combinations, who who do you think favours it? I think, I think for sure, again, I'll say Canelo. I mean, I can't remember the name of the fighter. Um, is it Franklin? Oh, he, he was under 50 Cent. Oh, Kirk Franklin. Kirk, Kirk Franklin, Franklin, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys, or the listeners saw the um, Canelo-Kirk Franklin fight. Mm-hmm. And that was a a horrifying beating yeah. that he gave him like yeah. he, he looked like like he'd been yeah. attacked by a, a wild bull Kirk, yeah. Yeah. oh James, James Kirkland yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a beat down man pounding that he took that was a beat so that's I guess that's what makes this fight that mm. you've got two people that go in there and destroy it almost mm. like um, maybe I'll get shot down for saying this but they're kind of like modern day Mike Tyson's mm-hmm. as far as their highlight rules are concerned yeah, like point. if you was to watch Canelo highlight rules or Triple G highlight rules you're just going to see Ass whippings, you're mm, gonna see yeah. horrible beatings, yeah. And the fact that they're coming together, it's good for boxing. Yeah. Man. I love what, it. what I will say is, and I think I get I, de- I definitely know what you mean when you say the the showreel and the Mike Tyson, 
the one thing where I think maybe let's Canelo down a little bit is that his knockout ratio is not that high. So if it's he's not, not stopping a lot of guys, true. he's putting a beating on them. That's clear. We saw that with Chavez Juniors. You know, we saw that with Mosley. Yeah, that went to a decision as well. But mm. stopping them, especially when you're coming up against somebody like Golovkin, is is quite key because you need to. You need your opponent to have a bit of fear. And my thing is, is Triple G, does he fear Canelo? That's, exactly. a, that, that's yeah. a question before we keep going through. Do you think Can- Triple G nah. looks at Canelo nah. anyway and thinks, nope. I could get hurt here? Nah, I don't think he does. And nah. I, th- I think the evidence is quite comprehensive in that because, you know, you had people like Cotto who survived against Triple uh, against Canelo. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some, you know, you've got even people like Matthew Hatton like you got a long list of people who mm, have Mosley, made it to, yeah. Mosley they've made it to to the 12th round mm. with Canelo and right? that was an old Mosley yeah and these yeah. are and these are and these are some of the more welterweights and some of the more junior middleweights not a single one forget Chavez is a middleweight yeah. right so going into this I don't think Triple G is going to have any fear of being knocked out yeah. I don't think he's got he's got that worry to worry about it's very similar to when um, he fought Kel Brook you know Kel Brook was known as a big guy in the 147 mm. division and um, Triple G just walked straight through his punches. Yeah. I and mean, his style is the, mm. you know, the Mexican style. Walk him down. I'll take. I'll receive three punches mm. to land my big one or two. Mm. So on that, then, what do we say about Jacobs? Because I'm gonna go on record. I I I still think Triple G. I think he got lucky with that fight. I think Jacobs put not necessarily a beating on him, but I think he gave him so much trouble. He didn't allow Golovkin to throw enough shots to necessarily say that he won that fight conclusively. Oh, okay. Now I know he knocked him down. That was obviously pretty early in the fight. But for me, it was just that towards the end of the fight, I just felt Jacobs used the right tactics in the game plan to throw the jab, throw big um, big rights at him. And I remember one time he's like saying, come on, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. And Triple G was even a bit surprised in terms of what to do next. So do you think there's an angle there for Canelo to exploit with? If I'm going to just make a point of this, because it's something I was reading mm. up on, right? And uh, the key thing you've got to bear in mind is Jacobs and Canelo are totally different exactly. fighters yeah. right so I, I don't think we can read into that performance to see how Canelo's going to fight like that Jacobs is much bigger than Canelo that's the first thing and his size would have worn out Triple G without a doubt holding him pushing him moving a lot around the ring you know there was a lot of that so he but if he's won. a bigger guy <clears throat> and, he knew, and he was able to move around the ring surely Canelo who's used to fighting at higher weight will also be able to move around the ring and use his strength no? <clears throat> but Canelo's not someone who fights in the back foot he doesn't move around a lot well he he's does in see. terms of when he yeah. goes to the ropes if you think when he lets guys attack him I mean Khan's the worst example because he knew he was going to knock Khan out <laughs> but there was moments where he just kind of in, and even in the Kirkland fight fights that he's won he just sits on the ropes and he, he lets tired, them yeah, he rests a, a little yeah. bit so. he rests but what I'm trying to say he's not a back foot fighter per mm-hmm. se you yeah. see what I'm trying to say he's, he, he's very much like the fool he will come to you You know, he, he'll mm-hmm. be waiting for you you try and land he's going to counter punch you that's, exactly. that's, that's Canelo so that's you know you could look at these variables and I don't think we can read too much in the Jacobs fight as well so when people saying he was deteriorating as well I mean you know, there's there's a lot of factors you got to look into there as well. I don't think yeah, it's deteriorated. Think deteriorated. You know, you know. I, don't I think, think by saying that as well, they're giving Brook too much credit because yeah. they say, "Oh, you look at the Brook; there was ex- he was exactly. exposed." I think to me, Triple G's always had a poor defense, and that's yeah. where he could lose his fight because defensively, I mean, that's that's the next point. So I'm going to say defensively, in my opinion, Canelo has the better defense. I don't know what you guys his, feel. Uh, back onto your your point, you made a mm. good point about the the Jacobs fight. I think. Um, a lot of people say that Jacobs exposed Triple G, but mm. I don't really think that was the case. A lot of people don't also forget that 
Daniel J. Sorry, Jacobs, he didn't turn up for the IVF weighing because he wanted to go in heavier. Yeah. So, he, so his punch resistance could be a lot stronger. So technically, I think he weighed around the 180s and obviously Triple G turned up to defend his belt for the weigh-in. So he yeah. weighed in around 169. Mm-hmm. So technically, Triple G's fighting a cruiserweight in there yeah. and he still put Jacobs on his bum. Mm. So, But the thing about Jacobs, he, he did have flurries of looking good. He had some great footwork, some great uh, counter-punching, but... He didn't engage enough. He was still boxing a little bit too scared and he should have pushed the fight. And I think that's why the judges gave it to Triple G. Yeah, fair point. Um, okay. okay, then back to, back, back to the defense. D, uh, what do you think, man? Who's got, who's got the better defensive skill from the two? I'll have to say Canelo because um, every, every fight Triple G's been involved in, he's, he makes it very clear that he's quite happy to take shots. He's got mm. no qualms in taking shots. So yeah. I wouldn't even say he's got a good defense. But I think a thing to bear in mind is that with Triple G, he has the ability to change his game if he chooses to. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it, over 300 amateur fights? Yeah. 350 amateur yeah, fights. Yeah. And and I've heard rumours behind the scenes that he used to be involved in a lot of street fighting before mm-hmm. that as well. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking about a guy with a real serious fight fighting yeah, brain, right? Yeah, he's he's fighting a fight, record. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's been so, fighting since like eight, nine years of age. Exactly. Man. That's all he's yeah. known. So I think he decides how he's going to conduct himself in a fight mm-hmm. based on the opponent. Mm. Again, um... If we're talking defence, that's why I say Canelo's got the better defence because Triple G just storms out. But we don't know what Triple G will do if he's faced against somebody like Canelo. Mm. And with that said, you've got to give um, Canelo credit because he went pro when he was 15 years old. Exactly. Mm. So you're talking about two serious guys These here. These guys have yeah. got yeah. a lot of fights, rounds yeah, on their exactly. CV, no matter what you want to say uh, about either the two fighters. So I think the flip side to that is the offence. And um, offensively, who's the better fighter? I think offensively, I'm gonna go with Triple G, man. I just mm. think he's he's just got the, you know the power, power, but you know he's in his favour. Mm. He's got an iron chin, so he's just not scared to come forward. He's not scared of taking a couple of punches to land, so you know, because he's just got that belief in himself. If I connect with you, you're going down. Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know, just storms ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just yes. the way his footwork. You know, he, you know, you move to the right, he's going to the right. He goes yeah. left. You know, he's just in front yeah. of you. He's going yeah. nowhere. You yeah. know, and. This fight, I'm convinced, will be Triple G will be on the front foot. I, you know, I cannot see for one second Canelo being able to push him back. You know, nah, I can't see, him, mm. you know, I can't see him push back. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be very much a case of Triple G coming forward, pushing Canelo back, and his great offensive skills. Mm. I think will cause issues. That's that's what I'm going with. Okay, okay. I mean, we'll get to predictions le- later, but yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to. I think when you look at the knockout ratio of Golovkin in the past fights. You have to say that he's got the better offense. Um, technically, does he throw great variety of shots in terms of you know does he do things that are quite eye catching the way your Mayweather does? Uh, I'll say definitely not, but I think he's definitely the more offensive fighter. I think you can't really make a clear defense for for Canelo apart from his combination punches. I think mm-hmm. that is a key thing for him, and that for me is why within the fight I think he's going to have a lot of success because I think if he can slip past Golovkin's jab and come in and counter with two, three shots, then I think you're going to see a stronger offensive game. And I think that's when he's going to make Golovkin think a bit more because I think, I agree with you, he won't push him back with a jab, but I think when he hits Golovkin, Golovkin's not going to just keep coming forward in Mm. a sense of, I want this guy to hit me because he's going to get knocked out. I think there's no two ways about that. So he he would need to improve defensively. So a couple of key statistics here, you know, it's a Friday from Cormier. I feel like people should know this, right? You know, defensively, right, um, Canelo gets hit a lot less than Triple G. That's according to CompuBox records. And in terms of punching, right, Canelo, he averages about 30 to 40 punches around, right? Whereas someone like Canelo or Triple G is averaging 
70 to 80 punches around. So, so his output is almost that including double. the jab, though? It's just double, you know, every, all types all of round, punches, yeah, all, all round, you know. Mm. So based on that, we can see his punch output is significantly a lot more, you know. Yeah. So I'm just taking, That's based on that, you know, that based is, on and, that. But I would say for me, I, with that stuff, I think you've got to look at the opponents he's faced as well. So when yeah. you're facing guys like, Martin Murray is okay, but he's not the greatest. I think you're, you can, you can, Throw, you can have a high output from them because mm. those guys won't throw anything to trouble you back. Mm. So I think it's slightly difficult because if you ask me who's got the better CV, I would say Canelo's got the better CV, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, as far as the but not at middleweight. Yeah, but you could say yeah. not at middleweight. But, no, it's, it's, really but it's all throughout. You know, all, all throughout. Yeah. So well, it, it, yeah, it's just a, it's mad. It's debatable because Canelo. I mean, he was a 154 champ, right? But he never fought any of the Charlos. He never fought I mean. Demetrius Andre. I think he, he lost against Lara. Is he, yeah, Lara is hugely yeah. debatable. And it's like a lot of the guys he's beaten, it's similar to Triple G where he's been the bigger guy, he's had the size advantage. So um, he was really tested, Canelo, besides Mayweather. With Triple G, you can at least say that he's been in there with Lemieux. He's fought a faded Cotto as well. He's faded Cotto. Yeah, yeah you know. he's been in there with um, Gabe Rosado. He's a tough kid. Um, yeah, he's I been wouldn't. in there with Monroe, Stevenson. Mom, don't forget Rosado lost to Murray. So that was huge debatable. But my point is, just from a basic loss. So for yeah. me, I won't say he's up there. I think Macklin. Yeah. yeah. But again, the key point, I'm going to bear in mind, this is a middleweight fight. Yeah, and that's yeah, hugely fight. significant. But you here. would argue that he's fought near enough at middleweight. When he fought Mayweather, he came in at 160, 165 anyway. I know, but what I'm trying to say is he doesn't have the experience of mm. fighting and feeling the force or been having the strength to push back middleweight fight. It doesn't, this, this is really his first fight, man. Legit middleweight. So this is like, he's going to new grounds and he's going to new mm-hmm. grounds and he's fighting the beast of the division. I mean, that is a... What happened with Andre Ward? This, yeah, Andre Ward is different level, man. <laughs> no, on. no, no, I'm just saying, but <laughs> yeah, it's not... It's different level. Different it's too, level got, but you've got to look at it on the basis of just because somebody's going up for the first time there's throughout the history of boxing, yeah. people have gone up at weight and still conquered the so-called B. So for me, I don't see that as really a, a reason as to why he's going to suffer. I think he's fought as a middleweight for most of his career, to be truth. He's just never fought guys in the opponents. I'll totally give you that. You yeah. look at Smith, you look at Khan, they were never that size. But he's walked around, he's carried that weight. For me, I think the Chavez fight was interesting because he used him as a punching bag. Yeah. Um, so it was... a. W- w- why, why, for example, did you stand up? I think he was really trying to improve his stamina. Um, unfortunately, Chavez didn't hit him back. That would have been the key thing because my only question mark for Canelo around this whole fight is can he take the power of Triple G in terms of when he hits him? Not even flush on the arms, on the shoulders, you know, just like Solar on the sides, anyway. all that type of stuff. How does he react to that? And I think that's where we're going to find out where this fight can well, be that's won, the point won or lost. That you that, that kind of sparked my mind. Mm. I don't know if it's a point that we're going to address um, at some point, but I think um, Oscar De La Hoya might have protected him too much Mm. because he should have maybe given him a half-decent middleweight fight before going in with Triple G. Mm. Like you said, to get used to the bigger opponent, the size, etc. That Chavez fight, to me, was a disgrace to boxing, in all honesty, because (laughs) he was (laughs) weight-drawn as as much as you could be weight-drawn. It was was ridiculous. You just got still a bit of water there, man. Just soaked it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like on the (laughs) ring wall. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Just strip that bit of water out there. I thought it was ridiculous. So I don't think that was a good measurement for Canelo. Mm. 
to even go into the Triple G fight, mm. I, I think it was just more like um, like a publicity stunt because mm. straight after the fight, you had Triple G walk in exactly. the ring, blah, blah, That's blah. It was, yeah, it was like, give was. him an easy work. And it was that whole... Give him a Mexican name. He had a Mexican yeah. rivalry. It was like yeah. Christmas yeah. time for but Triple G. Chavez Jr., Canelo The thing rivalry. that I found amazing about that whole situation is that the, the, the fans that actually like Canelo, they're boxing purist fans, mm. more so. They're Mexican. His biggest mm-hmm. fight... Uh, fan base are Mexicans and they know boxing so who are they fooling with this Chavez fight yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it's, 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 it's just a, it, I think it's like you said they didn't fool really nobody I'm, I mean I think going into it we've kind of thought yeah it could be competitive um, but once sort of like you got to the third round you're thinking what is Chavez yeah, doing he's a disgrace. disgrace so guys listen so, we're going to open up the phones open up the lines quickly so going to go out to 860 860 the floor is yours hello how you doing, mate? You all right? Hello. Hello. Is that Paul? Yeah, I'm good to use. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, all good. Question or statement? That work again. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. More of a statement. I, uh, I was doing the, the comparing of the coaches. Uh, the good. main, the main thing that stands stands out between the two is Canelo has been with his since day dot. They, they've brought him up since he was a 13 year old boy. They've trained throughout his full career with him. But uh, Triple G, uh, Abel Sanchez didn't inherit him until 18 and all. Mm. And at the time, he was a more he was a more Eastern European type boxer because he still had the amateur style behind his jab, didn't really engage as much. But Sanchez, being a Mexican coach, he's brought it in to his style that he fights a Mexican style. But which so coach, which which coach has the more world championship experience between the two, between Sanchez and yeah, yeah. Uh, the oh, the Chepo was yeah, well, Sanchez has trained uh, fourteen boxers to world champions. He's had Terry Norris, Olin Norris, Paul Varden, Lupe Aquino. Uh, he's had the likes of Kovalev up there. He trained uh, is it Gassiev? I think he trained. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that, so who's yeah. the advantage with then? I'd say Abel Sanchez, but then that's in terms of his experience. But mm-hmm. then in terms of knowing your fighter, I think Eddie and Chepo know Canelo more because they've brought him up from there. Eight-year-old, they turned him pro at 15 because he was battering all the juniors around, so they had to turn him pro to find him fights. Okay. So who do you think who do you think is going to come out with the game plan that's going to win this fight, and what is the game plan going to be? I think more game plan wise, I think uh, Canelo's team because Triple G knows that he can just rough it out and he can have a scrap and fight. That's generally how he fights, but I don't think I don't think talk to talk. Even though I think Canelo is going to win. I don't think total he can stand and have it with Triple G. I think he's going to have to use his boxing ability more mm. and win the rounds because I think I think he's going to win on points. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good point, Paul. So, Paul, listen, make sure you stay on the line. Um, we're going to be talking about the Saunders and Monroe fight afterwards, but we're going to move on to another caller. But appreciate your call, um, and we've got a note of um, uh, your your prediction. All right, take it easy. Yeah, no problem. Cheers, thank you. Three, four, eight. 
Hello, three four eight. Uh, we can't hear you. Uh, hello, Tom. Tom Lions. Yeah, yeah, Lions. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. So, what's your question or statement? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys a question. Um, I was just going to ask, how do you think Canelo will be able to nullify GGG's power? And would you agree that the two most underestimated factors going into the fight? would be Canelo's power in terms of his accuracy and his combination of punches and GGG's boxing ability. Do you want to take that question? Um, sorry, could, could, could you repeat that again, please? Apologies. Yeah, I was going to say, how does um, Canelo nullify GGG's power? And um, would you agree that the two most underestimated factors are Canelo's power in terms of his accuracy and combination of punches and GGG's power? I mean, GGG's boxing ability. I think, I think as far as Canelo nullifying Triple G, I think he has to, he has to use a lot of footwork. He has to try and avoid being cut off, being pinned onto the back to the ropes. Um, head movement. Yep, I was going to say the that. Shots, exactly, you know. a lot of head movement and 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 hope to tire Triple G out. Um, I think, I think there's a number of factors that have been underestimated, and I guess, I guess to answer your question, I hope it doesn't sound too indirect, but. The beauty of boxing is that it will be told on the 16th, so I just can't really wait. No, that's definitely a fair point. And so, Tom, you mentioned uh, Triple G's boxing ability. I mean, do you rate him highly as as a boxer and not a brawler? Well, I mean, like in terms of like his boxing ability, I think the questions that are going to be asked is whether Canelo, if he does act the aggressor throughout the fight and pushes and is able to push Golovkin back onto the back foot, how is he going to deal with that not being comfortable uh, boxing on the back foot if he is forced to do that? Okay, okay. So, and what's your prediction? Uh, Canelo on points. Canelo on points. All right, that's another one we got that No, it's all right. Yeah. Cheers, Tom. We're going to move on. Uh, but thanks for the yeah. call and supporting as usual. Zero one two zero one two. We're coming out to you. The floor is yours. Hello. Hi, mate. It's Joey. Are you okay? How you doing, Joe? You well? How's the line? Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, you sound good. We can hear you. Good. Hello, mate. Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, go on. I can hear you, mate. Sorry. No. So the question, question or statement? Um. Well, I'm leaving really. Phone up to discuss it quickly. Um. I don't think. I don't think Canelo's got enough to beat um, Golovkin. I think I think too many of his wins and his performances have been overrated um, due to the opponent. To be honest. So you think you think uh, Canelo's slightly overrated and Triple G's got this in the bag? Yeah, I'm going about Canelo's boxing ability, but he's, he's looked good against the likes of you know, Smith and Chavez. I mean, Amir Khan completely outboxed him. Lara completely outboxed him. There wasn't much boxing ability there for me. Don't know about yourself, but I think I think he'll outbox Golovkin. I think it might sound daftish, but I think Golovkin's ability lies with his movement and his feet, not necessarily like with his hands. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that, Joe. I mean, I, I would say there is there yeah. there is a blueprint there. You know, there's been a blueprint there. You know, maybe we're showing a blueprint. I think Lara beat him. 
I think Khan was doing very well for those five or six rounds before he got stopped, right? I didn't I didn't give him a single round against Khan until he knocked him out. I didn't give him a single round. Well, the judges had Khan winning the fight up until he got knocked out, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... But, I mean, I can't... I can't like, I was just listening to what Tom said then, and I think, like, I think if... When Golovkin starts to back Canelo up, I think Canelo has got the skill, especially in the early rounds, to move out of it. Whereas I think Golovkin, you've seen him when he's been, maybe not pushed back, but when he's had a bit of pressure put onto him by Brooke and by Jacobs, his sort of way out is just to throw a big left hook or a big right hook. And then the fact that the sort of sequence gets broken up, whereas Canelo has has got the skill to sort of like check hook and spin off it, where I haven't really seen that of Golovkin. Mm. Whether that's because he, he can't or he hasn't had to. I was just going to say that he hasn't had to, has he? I would have said that against Jacobs, he had to, and I didn't see that. And that's that was, for me, that's where I felt that he showed yeah. flaws. He did it against Brooker quite a few times as well, and he just, his, his sort of way out of it is just a, like a big shot card, do you know what I mean? The opponent tends to back up a little bit then. Because yeah. even if he doesn't hit you in the chin, he, he hits you in the arms, or anywhere exactly. he hits you, he hurts you, doesn't he, by the looks of it. Exactly. So what's your prediction, Joe? But yeah, I mean, I... I Canelo, I see Canelo dominating early doors. Um, I don't think he'll hurt Golovkin early, but I think he'll just, I think he'll keep him at bay with his jab and counter punching. But I think if the fight draws, you know, into walls like nine, ten, eleven, I think Golovkin's just going to be too much for him. Yeah. Puts the ring off and um, just a relentless pressure. I mean, it's a mental thing as well to be pushed back constantly, and Canelo's not really had to, not really face that yet. And I think if Golovkin just pushes him back, sort of Fair point. nine, ten rounds. I think um, I think the stoppage will come because he, he has the this ability to just pick like the perfect shots, Golovkin. I just see, you know, Canelo not being able to keep his hands up later on or something like that, and something big catching him. Perfect, spot on, mate. Yeah, yeah similar to good. my prediction. So was yeah. that triple G by knockout, Joe? Say that again. Mate. What's your prediction, mate? Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll, I don't think yeah I don't think he'll knock him. Sorry, I don't think he'll knock him three now, but I think I think he'll stop him. I think. The ref will Either get involved. The will stop it or the ref will stop it. We'll be the ref. Okay, thank Interesting. you. Interesting. Thanks. Thanks for that, Joe. So we're going to move on. Uh, appreciate the support as always. Sounds all right, boys. Cheers. Thanks. Enjoy Cheers. your night. Uh, so we're moving out to 488. 488, the floor is yours. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, Dave Johal at Punchup. How are you doing, Dave? You're right. So, just a bit, a bit, bit of background for those. I met Dave yesterday at the uh, Joshua Pulev press conference. Appreciate you calling in, Dave. How you doing? Um, I'm good, brother. I'm good. Did you get home safely yesterday? Yep, got home safely from that long trek from Cardiff, mate. It was a lot, lot, lot of train journeys and a lot of fields and a lot of sheep, but we got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad to hear you got back safely as well. Not too long of a drive. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. So, just my thoughts on uh, Canelo, really, um, just touching upon yesterday. Like you, I've been flip-flopping. You know, one minute it's Canelo, one minute it's GGG. I've, I've actually made a firm decision this time, and it's going to be Canelo on point. Good to um, hear. I'm, I'm picking Canelo, reason being, because I've seen I've seen a lot of um, GGG, and, and I think he's fading, if I'm being honest. I think the way Cal Brook was landed at will, and some people have argued saying, look, he allowed... Um, Cal Brook to hit him and that made a big difference but I honestly think he was just getting caught yes he was a smaller man but I think Cal Brook was catching him at a will um, and then also looking at the Danny Jacobs fight he didn't look 
he doesn't look like his, uh, his former self. He looked kind of faded. Um, so I think Canelo's going to win, but it's not going to be an easy night, and it's going to be on it's going to be on point. Mm. If I'm being honest. Yeah. No. Good. Good. Uh, great. Great uh, prediction. But the, but the key to it is for me, I think Canelo needs to get out the gate fast and and start start fast, not basically go in there slowly. He needs to bulldoze. Um, GGG needs to be more aggressive. Um, yes, he's more of a counter puncher, but he needs to basically put it on him from from get go. And I think that's how he's going to win. Um, and I think he's going to wear GGG down and and, and win on uh, win on points. Dave, Dave, do you think he's going to? Uh, be fighting is Canelo going to be fighting a lot on the back foot? And when you say he's going to wear Triple G down, are you saying he's actually going to manage to push Triple G back? I think he will, and I think the age difference is going to have a lot to do with it. I mean, let's let's not forget, you know, he's not even 30, he's not even in his thirties yet, and he's fighting in his prime. He's a young gun, and I think he's got the the, the reflexes to do it. Um, GGG is in his what is he now, mid-30s? He's 35, um, 35, you know, 35. You know, yeah. Yeah, 35, you know. Still in your prime now. Ord- what, what, what did you think? Do you think he, uh, he looked ordinary against uh, Jacob? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I, I, I think, every, I, I'm going to say that, sweet friend, I think most people felt he looked poor against J- Jacobs. Um, some may say he got the win, others may say not, but, I don't know. I don't think he was his impressive self. I felt he faced somebody that wasn't afraid of him and came to fight. Um, and I think that was a key point. So for me, uh, I, that's where I see the slight flaws in him. You speak about defensive um, ability. And yeah. one thing I, f- I feel we haven't spoken about with Canelo is that actually he's pretty good at slipping and, 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 and evading shots as well. But Triple G, even if he hits you on your shoulders, you know, your elbows, there's going to be the power. So... That's where I feel for for, for me um, is going to be an interesting fight. Um, again, uh, Triple G, the age thing. I'm not so sure. I mean, I did feel that I actually thought they would make this fight next year, where Triple G would feel the effects of his age. Um, at 34, I'm still not sure because he hasn't. He's not a high mileage fighter. You know what I mean? He hasn't been through the war, so maybe his body could be in decent shape. Um, and he's cut. He's cut the weight really well. The last sort of few pictures I saw of him, he looked like he was in good yeah. shape. So. Yeah, that that's that was my opinion on that. For me, I think people. He did. I mean, another thing is. Oh, go ahead, another, go ahead. Sorry, guys, but another thing as well. Um, we're forgetting that you know GGG fought Lemieux, he fought Willie Monroe Jr. He's made these fighters look absolutely ordinary, mm. and that's when I was sitting on the fence mm. thinking, shall I go with Canelo? Shall I go with uh, GGG? But he's made these men look ordinary as well. So, and and look what David Lemieux's gone on to. You know, he he could potentially be fighting Cotto in December. Um, but I, I don't know. I think the age. I think far the time catches up with everyone. Mm. And Canelo, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Canelo. Canelo's going to do it for you. Perfect. No, good, you don't good. sound sure. <laughs> yeah. Is the, the, Wait till the way, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've still got a few more days to change your mind. But listen, Dave, thank you for calling in. Um, hopefully, we get to link up again in the future. I um, appreciate the support. Um, and I hope you got some good footage of Joshua that you guys are happy with as well. Can I make a quick comment before we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. I, this is the strength. I'm, I'm into obviously several sports, but the, the the saying of you're only as good as your last fight, I think a lot of the fight fans, I'm not talking about any particular um, individuals, but mm. I think a lot of the fight fans hang on to the saying of you're as good as your last fight. Because it's like, if, obviously, if Man United, right, they played Bournemouth, smashed them 4-0, mm-hmm. they went on the next weekend and uh, played, I don't know, 
uh, Southampton smashed them again 4-0 then went and played at Arsenal and only beat them 2-1 Fa- fans don't say oh Man United is slipping now they're declining we, they realise that it's just a better calibre of opposition yeah. so they expect a, a tighter result but with mm. boxing it's like you fight one guy knock him out you fight another guy goes to points and all of a sudden people are like oh yeah he's declining now mate he's just in a better better level of position yeah and you got to bear in mind you know he's constantly beating the shit out of guys right so suddenly when someone's made 12 rounds they're like he's in decline yeah, and if, one one other important part. I don't know whether it's true or not. But he's a victim of his own success, then as well, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, you know. But you know, another thing as well that Triple G said as well very recently he said, "Look, if I didn't go twelve rounds with Jacobs, this fight wouldn't be happening." You know, so and, but and that's people, a lie because the fight was already announced before the Jacobs fight. That's why Golovkin called him up straight away, and that's why I think that they they're lying about certain things because you got he, he Abel Sanchez said said the same thing. I was like, hang on a minute. As soon as the decision was announced, you called him into the ring, no? Mm-hmm. They, like he, um, Jacobs, um, Canelo after was the, there. After the Chavez fight. After the Chavez fight. But yeah. after the Jacobs fight, wasn't Canelo saying, yeah, we're going to fight next as well? There was, there was a lot more rumours around those two having a contract agreed. Yeah. And yeah. just so, to add to that, I saw interviews with Eddie Hearn last mm. year and he was laughing saying that he's heard that they've scheduled it in for next year, September, and how ridiculous it was. Yeah. So next he announced it, I thought, hmm. And it's, people it's, have a day off as well, you know. I, I, I mean, I get yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but Come on, man. I think in boxing, days off are not the same in football when you have a day off. Like, you lose a game, you go on, it's, it's fine. Boxing, it affects your reputation, and I, I, I do, I, I get your point, Robert, but I think there is a little bit of truth of you're as good as your last fight. Even when I kind of think back to Klitschko sometimes, you think, when he lost to Fury, he was totally out box. Then he fought Joshua. Of course, he still looked good. But actually, were there signs in the Fury fight that showed that he couldn't capitalize on the weaknesses that Joshua showed? Because actually, he didn't. He didn't. Um, how can I say? He didn't really move forward on Fury. You know, he was always kept at bay. And then when it was, he had Joshua for the kill, he couldn't jump on him. And I'm just thinking to myself, is that was there a sign in the last fight? So. Yeah, sometimes yes, sometimes no. But yeah. but Dave, listen, we're going to let you go. We've got to move on to a couple of other callers. I'm sure that the, the, the ears are burning. 985, I think that's our resident, Mr. Appiah. 985. Hello there, how are we doing? All right. We're doing all right. You well? How you doing, Dan? You all right? Yeah. I yeah. want a double prediction from you today. I know yeah. that what he, this guy's a big Billy Joe Saunders fan, so I want a double <laughs> prediction from you today, Daniel. Any specific, any round? Early, early, uh, have you got a round in mind? If you have, don't worry if you haven't. He'll stop you late. He'll stop him, I reckon, about eight, eight, nine, eight, ninth round. Nice. But he's got him, definitely, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy Joe Saunders, he's looking, he's looking quite trim. Um, we know he's, he's got his problems with, um, with the disciplinary side of things. I see him doing quite well against uh, not uh, Monroe, 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 Monroe Jr. Monroe, yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. That's right. Um, I think he's got him. Yeah, I think he's got him. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting. So you looking forward to the fights? Of course I am. Of course I am. So, I so I, D, D, I'm not, I, I'm not exposing you, but I'm, I'm trying to show that you've been a long time caller of this show, and you've been giving us a lot of support. And you've always said that Triple G yeah. versus Billy Joe Saunders is the fight that should be made. So on your prediction, that's the fight we need to see next year for full unification. That is, that is the fight we need to see next year, Otto, 100% mate. And Perfect. 
if it happens, well, you all know, you know that I rate um, Saunders. I think Saunders has got the skills to beat him. I really, really do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll. I hope both of them, hope both of them win on Saturday. Perfect. That's one dedicated yeah. Billy yeah. Joe Saunders, yeah. and, and we'll get to that. So listen, D, thank you very much again. Appreciate all the support. Um, enjoy your evening, and we'll speak soon. Moving to two six nine, two six nine. Hello. Hello, Jason. Yes, Jason. Long time. Where you been? It's been a long time. So I've been going to weddings and stag do's and all of that. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's my fault, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I have to call in today, man. How are you guys? The Nam Potra. We're good. good. We're good. good. Jason. Same, man. We're good. Okay. We've got Dwayne here from Hello, below the belt. Hello. How you doing, Jason? Below the belt TV. Dwayne, how you doing, man? You alright? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. Good to hear your voice, bro. That's good. That's good. That's good. Bit there as well. Yeah, we say, man. How you doing, you all right? I'm good, bro. I'm good, I'm good. I hope you recovered from carnival, man. Good. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, I, recovered, I recovered last week, still. Yeah? But, uh, yeah, still good. So what are you saying, Jason? Um, Question yeah, or statement? Just a statement. I mean, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this fight. It's, um, I've been wondering, you know, when the fight was actually going to be made. Um, actually, actually, I've got a bit of a state, uh, question, actually. So... You know, uh, Triple G's last fight, people said it wasn't looking too good. Does anyone feel that he actually done that in order to get a fight with Canelo? Because it seems like the past couple of years, Canelo's been running from him. I think that's uh, what Elam alluded to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was alluding to. You know, I think that's what Triple G was alluding to as well. Very recently he was saying that. You know, in, uh, I think it was in 24-7. You know, parts of he was actually mm. saying, you know, if I didn't fight the way I fought with Jacobs, this fight wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's a possibility, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I think I, th- I think you've got to look into that because I think you know Oscar De La Hoya and these guys have thought right, he's on the decline. This is the time to make the fight. Yeah. You know, he's the, he's triple. Canelo is Golden Boy's cash cow, and he's the only guy there really. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, bear, bear in mind if this was a year ago, and Canelo went in, and he was absolutely destroyed by Triple G. His image with the Mexican fight public is over. It's shattered, yeah, isn't over. it? Yeah. Right? And they couldn't risk that. I mean, this guy generates millions upon millions of pounds of revenue, right? So they thought, fuck it. And they waited. They, you know, and bear in mind, if they're not going to risk that then, why would they risk that now? Yeah. See, I, don't, I, I disagree. I think, don't forget business. Boxing is a business sense. And I think a year ago, Triple G, we saw the kind of numbers he's done from pay-per-view. I don't think they wanted to, they didn't believe that what they had offered him Triple G didn't think it was big enough and they thought it was a f- fair enough. So they didn't want to argue then. They didn't want to give fight then. Where I do think Canelo let himself down was giving up the belt after yeah. verbally agreeing to fight Triple G. 100%. I think that let himself yeah. down and I was a massive critic of his for that because in my mind I was thinking, you showed that you've, you've said we've got big balls, give me gloves now, I'll fight now and you vacate and then you go yeah. and fight Liam Smith. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, and he said that not. He said that a couple of times as well. Um, uh, so I think okay. there's the. I do think there's the business element. I just think for me, I think this fight. I think they've they had agreed. I think behind the scenes they had agreed. It's like, look, you win your next two fight. Like each fight win their next fight, and and and, and this fight's on. I didn't think it would happen this year, but it has. Um, but for me, um, I, I can't see Triple G did not. I don't think he would have looked that poorly and take that risk. Such a risk. Unless he knew that he had paid the judges, which we don't want to think that, that that's going on. For me, I, I, he looked, in my opinion, he looked so bad against Jacobs that I can't see he would have done that intentionally. I think that fight was agreed 
but then from on beforehand. The, on the flip side, Kojo, mm. did maybe Jacobs just look that good? Yeah. Yeah, you got to remember, Jacobs is a top-level middleweight. I mean, he dealt with Peter Quinlan. Yeah, Peter I mean, Quinlan's never got, been dealt with like that before. Yeah. And he is. And, and and fair play, that's a very true point because with Jacobs, people don't know he's got a high ratio of first-round knockouts. Yeah. He's probably got one of the highest in the game. So that's a very good point. He looked very good. Um, so who, who knows? I think, I think maybe him, 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 him having cancer perhaps for a people, but, um, you know, because he actually did do good in that fight, like Jacobs did. Yeah, he, he did recover from cancer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah. He's, a, he's a born fighter. He's a hundred percent mm. natural born fighter. Yeah, solid. <laughs> and he was massive that night as well. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah, cruiserweight. Massive, and he, you know, the 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 disadvantages in place was right. You got one guy who was constrained by IBF rules, mm. and the other guy just opted not to follow he's them. An outlaw. So, okay, so what if that happens on Saturday? But it's not going to happen on Saturday. Why not? Because they've changed the rule for Canelo. Have they? Yes, the they have. IBF have now changed the rule yeah. where, you know, it's only after these Golden Boy people went to see them and said, now, <laughs> right, for unifications, we're no longer going to have the 10 day limit for fight night. So it's out. No it's same not, day way. Yeah, they, but there's, there's no same day weighing, but there's the weighing beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Normal. Okay. Yeah. But they so, can both hydrate. And so he can both. Okay. That's good. That's carbs up. People also forget as well, like, People will say, you know, Triple G had a bad performance against Jacobs, but he put Jacobs on his bum. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? People never give on Triple a day G off. the credit. Yeah, on a day on off. A day off. He, he rocked him, put him on his bum. But so he didn't really... And I agree with you, he did, but it wasn't like he finished him. Most most of his opponents, when he puts them down... That was a size advantage that plays a huge part. He put down a cruiserweight on his bum, he's getting back up. There's yeah, a reason he why he didn't attend the IBF way in. I mean, he's different. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, and I agree with you on that... Um, <laughs> But I think for the knockdown, I think if Triple G was the killer that we'd known in past fights have shown, he would have finished him. So I don't think he was wobbled. I think we've seen knockdowns, but actually they just get up and they can continue fighting. Yeah, and actually yeah, they can yeah, go yeah, and yeah. look stronger. Yeah. Look at Joshua and Klitschko. Sorry to bring that back, but uh, he knocked him down, uh, Klitschko. Uh, Joshua knocked Klitschko down. By the end of that round, Klitschko really still won that fight. Yeah, won that round. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it swings around the backs. But Jason, come on, give us your prediction. I say Glovkin, 10th round, knockout. <laughs> <laughs> that was said with conviction. Yeah, yeah he yeah, believes yeah. it. <laughs> you done your homework, Jason, <laughs> man. you done your homework. Another thing I've noticed as well, see, like, um, like people in America, they just rape Canelo so much. And they hardly, I don't know, I don't really think Glovkin gets his true ratings, really. It's the Mexican fan base but that he's yeah, got. Yeah, 10th round. Yeah, I would. Do you know what, Jay? I would say outside of the Mexican, I think the Mexicans definitely support Canelo. But I think Triple G gets. He does so. get. He, I think gets a lot of love in the US. To oh, be I honest, yeah, they love him. Man. Yeah, he gets a lot of love. Yeah, a I think he gets a lot of love. Um, I just don't think it translates into pay per view. Yep, that's the point. Yeah, that's I, the issue though, isn't it? The, 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 it doesn't the, translate into pay per view. The, the difference between these two guys is. Canelo's got hardcore fan base, yeah, right? Whereas Triple G hasn't. Casual. He's got loads of fans and they talk whack on social media. Don't get yeah. me wrong, they're probably the most annoying fans after Lomachenko fans, yeah? <laughs> or McGregor fans. Or McGregor, oh, McGregor fans. fans. Same yeah. category. I think Pacquiao yeah. fans are worse, man. Same yeah, category. The same category. <laughs> same category, yeah, yeah. right? And the thing is, how you know they're ultra fucking casual is when it comes to put your money in your pocket, they're mm. nowhere to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. In a nutshell, yeah? yeah? I think it's definitely. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I think like to, I think Dwayne just made the, the the core point. I think because there's a lot of Mexicans in in America, they they sort of relate to their own. So I think they that's why Canelo gets a huge fan base. And obviously, Triple G being from Eastern Europe, he it doesn't speak. He doesn't do a lot. He doesn't do well with self promotion. So you know, he just doesn't have that core um, fan base there. Yeah. All right, Wicked Jason. We're going to leave you to it. Um, but um, appreciate you calling in. Um, we've got your prediction. We hope that we hear from you next week as well. Yeah, Take it easy, bro. Thanks, man. All right, we're moving out to zero eight one, zero eight one. The floor is your. The floor is yours. Let's fucking sort myself out. Hello. I don't. I don't got Nicholas here. Ah, Nicholas, another long time call. You see the big fights bring out the the the, the, the big guns. The big guns. The big guns come out for the big fights. <laughs> Nicholas, how are the, you? The alumni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's cleared out their schedule now. Finally, so they can start calling again. You yeah, know? that's true. That's true. It's been summer. It's been busy summer. So what are you saying, man? Come on, Sava. Sava, très bien, mon frère, et toi? Yeah, now you ain't gonna say shit. All I can say is Beku. Yeah, let's start. Um, all right, so Nicholas, what are we saying? Uh, question or statement? Well, a little bit of both, really. Um, so my first question is obviously it, it, just to emphasize a little bit on what Jason said. A lot of people have been saying that you know what Triple G looked very poor in the last two fights against Jacobs and Brook. But is anybody really to think to think that actually Brook and Jason? And Jacob, sorry, they are good attacking boxers, and that's why they made Triple G look bad. Not because he was off, just because he actually came across decent boxers. So this is that's a point. Thing, so this is a point we picked guys. up on earlier. Mm. You know, um, it seems that his weakness is guys with hard, fast hands. You know, Brooke, exactly. Jacobs, um, William Monroe Jr. So that is prop. That is you know something I think we're going to pick up later on. But hand speed. And oh, fast, yeah. fast fighters, and lack of defense, and lack of yeah, lack of lack defense, of, you know? lack of defense. Because me personally, every time when everybody was going mad about Triple G, I was always thinking, you know what? He's never really been tested. He's never really fought somebody who's really good offensively. And to me, the way he watching those fights against Brook and Jacobs just kind of confirmed to me that you know what? He hasn't got good defense. It's just all about attacking when somebody's really kind of easy to get there. But if somebody can counter-attack with good hands and fast hands, he has issues. Mm. So what do you me, think of the Lemieux fight, though? Cool. He just came across guys that actually could box and could hit also, which showed the flaws that he had in his game, that he has in his game. And so, uh, Robert, That's just asked you, the day, did you see the David Lemieux yeah. fight against uh, Triple G? Not properly, not properly, to be okay. honest. You should watch that again, man, because um, I hear what you're saying, definitely. Um, he's, he's, he's definitely got room for improvement on his uh, defence, but it's, it's, it will get told on Saturday, but we just don't know whether it's because he just doesn't um, respect any of his opponents or is it because of his Mexican style. Um, but against Lemieux, he did change it up slightly because Lemieux yeah. is a big banger in a 160 division, so mm-hmm. he utilised the jab a lot and he had that high guard. And also, um, obviously it was years ago, but check okay. out a fight with... Um, I think it was Anthony Durrell and Triple G fought in the Junior Olympics. That was a really good fight. So um, that will showcase Triple yeah. G's defensive skills. But yeah. Well, you've got to bear in mind the guys had 350 amateur fights. I mean, no one's yeah. taking that into account. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's, you know, people talk about Canelo's got a great resume, but you've got to bear in mind, you know, Golovkin, he's fought during the amateurs, he's fought the best of the best, the cream of the cream of super yeah. middleweights, light heavyweights, you know, and he's beating them. And in his weight division, he has yeah. all the belts bar one. Bar one. Yeah. Bar you one. know. 
which you know, yeah, yeah. if so, he pulls and, through, and, you know, I, I would Duke think Conrad's if Billy Joe Saunders fights, him, he'll get it. Yeah, definitely. So again, mate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so because of that, because I think that he hasn't, he's not the best defensively. That is why, on my statement, I'm thinking that Canelo is going to win this fight on Saturday. I think it's going to be tight, but I just see um, the only thing. My, the only my issue is Canelo not really a busy fighter. I think if he really steps up his his activity point. in this fight and he does what he's supposed to do technically Triple G is not beating him and I, I think, think he's going to guess though by point. Yeah, he will. And, and the thing is uh, again going back to what somebody mentioned earlier when Triple G is kind of backed up he doesn't really have a defense where he can block and move himself out of the way he just mm -hmm. throws and he starts to brawl and I think if he goes into the later stages and he starts to brawl with Canelo Canelo can hit him with one of those serious hooks he can do some serious damages so do not be shocked if there's a knockdown there somewhere mm, but not coming from the Triple G side from Carmelo's side that's oh, my opinion okay. can, can I just ask you one question before yeah, you okay. go though we've never really seen yeah. Canelo take a shot and he hasn't really he hasn't even been prepared to take a shot of the level from Triple G so that's let something middle to way. let alone midway yeah. let alone yeah. someone like Triple G yeah what punches has he been in there with uh, Canelo Basically. No, yeah, no. Canelo has not been with Steve. Not, yeah, not, not been with Steve's I mean, to be not, fair, not, the, not probably like the that. But then again, but, so, but, but yeah, but then again, Canelo does have a good defense. He has a better defense than Triple G. And to me, Triple G, when I saw him with Jacobs, if Jacobs had was a little bit more, I don't know, let's say a little bit more confident, because I thought Jacobs kind of won that fight. But because obviously he's a champion, and the Canelo fight was around the corner whatever happened happened but to me i did not it was not a, a, a win for me in triple g at best it was a draw mm. but because whatever happened so they gave it to triple g but if if uh so if jacobs could do that to him and jacobs was already a good fire and, and triple g struggled a lot so i think really canelo can probably win this fight but it's true that canelo has not been tested that 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 way Thing. I mean, that's a that's a very valid point. I don't think I've I don't think a lot of people have considered that really. Canelo has never really fought a hard punch in fire, has no, he? he no. Never fought. Never. And you can ask no, question no. why people yeah. tend tend to avoid the guys that you know is, is where they have the weakness, you exactly. know. So and he's never fought a hard punch in fire. Exactly. He never fought the Charlos. He never fought you know people like the that. Charlos is I think is a bit too. No, why man? Because those guys have just come in. Cotto was a, Cotto was known for being a banger. No, not yeah, like the kind of his one not like not like Triple G. But when Mayweather fought him, the first thing he said was Cotto's a banger. So Cotto's a banger. So I think to say he hasn't fought any bangers is totally unfair. I think you're comparing him to Triple well, G. Cotto's got respectable power. He's not yeah, like a banger. he's not because he's, he's got he's, a serious think, left hook, man. But, you can't but say nobody's in the nobody in boxing really from has the same sort of power as Triple G. Regardless, even if you go up to super middle. Who's got the same type of power as him? I think David Lemieux is a guy who's got nah, serious David power. Da Dan listen, David Daniel Jacobs. Yeah, but apart from Jacobs, David Lemieux hasn't got that kind of power. David Lemieux is a banger, man. He's knockout ratio. And and Dan, two good knockouts, in my opinion. Outside of that, I don't think he's faced that many bangers. For me, Canelo hasn't fought punching. That's what I'm saying. It's how he deals with the punches. But you've got to catch... To, to to hit and to hurt, you've got to land. But that's if he the doesn't, point. Exactly. what happens? Do you, do you because think Ward hadn't fought anybody as powerful as Kovalev, and what happens? Mm, he yeah, got knocked down, 
and he scored him, and then he stopped but him. But you're talking about very two different fights. Yeah, but his fight is his fight is fighting. Fotch is a powerful guy. George Groves is a powerful guy. But you saw what happened. Do you think back to announcement? Do you think that Oscar De La Hoya and Canelo's team strategically kept him away from the bangers of the 154, like the Charlos, Dimitri Sanchez. That's what this question we're asking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but okay, how if okay, do you know about Charlo two years ago? Let's be honest, when he fought Mayweather, for example, and that's four, what's that, seven years ago, four, sorry, four years ago, where were the Charlos? But they're young. But that's what I'm saying. So that's my yeah. to say those guys, he's going to fight them, he's a pay per view star. Like, he had to, you got to look at who he's fought, what belts they had. There was a strategic uh, thinking behind it, but maybe there weren't that many bangers. That's what I'm saying. There's not that many bangers in boxing outside of Golovkin. Either. Few people were saying calling Jacobs a, a banger before he fought him. Yeah. Lemieux was one, but I f- for me, Lemieux is slightly overrated, to be fair. He's good, but if he didn't beat Curtis Stevenson, he, he, everyone had forgotten about him. Yeah, well, That's the only fight. Point yeah. to bear in mind, though. Um, mm. There was a point where Canelo could have fought one of the good junior middleweights, mm-hmm. yeah. and he fought Liam Smith. And yeah. that's, that's no disrespect to Liam Smith. Had a belt, no, no, yeah, but who had a belt? Charlo had a belt. Charlo, both brothers got belts. Yeah, but and, and okay, so who are you gonna fight? Charlo's or Liam Smith? Well, to that's get the a belt. point. The yeah, easier yeah, fight yeah. Smith. You're gonna have to fight. You, you have to <laughs> yeah, fight. You have to get an access to the belt. So I totally get that, but I don't think for me it's that big of an issue. I don't. I won't say he was protected. I think that it's all about the money fights. You look at Liam Smith. But the Liam Smith fight wasn't really a money that's fight, it was an easy fight. fight. It was and an easy no fight, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 100%. But, I mean, they could have said, okay, you know what, Canelo, let's really put you up against someone and test you. Mm. As far as Lara's not money fight. Without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. They still would have sold out that 80,000 uh, Dallas Stadium. Yeah, that's true. Without, that's true. That's without true. a doubt, you know, he's going in with an unknown here, right? You're right. He should have tested himself with a banger, right, to see how he copes with being hit hard. The oh. fact that he hasn't, and he's stepping into the lion's den, to face the probably pound for pound the f- hardest puncher in boxing, right, is a big disadvantage to him because he doesn't know how he's going to cop, yeah, and none of us exactly. can answer that. Yeah. Exactly. None of us can actually that's say, true. "Can Canelo take a punch?" Yeah, that's a big unknown. The interesting thing yeah. is, weird between those two guys as fighters mm. because they've sparred several times. Mm. So Canelo knows. That's my point. So it's like, if he's what going, does he if he's, know? Why would you oh, put yeah, yourself at a disadvantage? But from the sparring, from the sparring sessions that came out, the guys that were there, I read about this the other day. I forgot there was. Yeah, six. I don't believe in none of that. Come on, man! Well, no one's coming dispute that's what I'm saying. it. Canelo yeah, but nobody's was proved it. Nobody's agreed with let's it. it. Nobody's agreed. No, they haven't. No, but that's what you know. With those kind of sparring, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of rumors and noise coming out. So I don't yeah. think we want to be taking that as the gospel. Let's be fair. Yeah. I think if you're going to talk about sparring, um, or, or in my mind, plus he was 20 years old. If you're going to talk about yeah, disadvantage, he was young. we're going to talk about a disadvantage which you which you said there. I think why would they put themselves in a disadvantage? For me, I think no, no, I'm not saying it's not. But my point is, why would he go in and face that type of opponent? If all of a sudden you're saying he's been he's been ducking hard fighters, he's been ducking powerful guys, that. you know why? Though? Why he has would he? To because the cash cow will deplete. Because what the fight fans mm. will start saying is, you're we've been saying you've it. been you've been avoiding this guy for so mm. long. Yeah. Fans just won't purchase tickets anymore. So yeah. Oscar De La Hoya knows that at some point, mate, you got to get in there. But like the, the proof, yeah. the, the proof <laughs> of the pudding is Khan and Smith. So no, I'm not. I'm not. Of course, no, no. Khan and Smith. Khan and Smith. Let me finish. Khan Smith, he sold out stadiums. Khan is a Texas, big name. Texas yeah. was eighty thousand for Liam Smith. Who's Liam Smith? The undercard had ba- very basic guys. So for me, I don't think they're worried from that angle. I think they see flaws in Triple G and they're going to exploit them. They gave oh. away thousands of tickets and concessions for te- the Texas oh, fight. Wait, I agree with that. Yeah, we're going to let you oh, go wow. eh, because yeah. we kept you on the line. But I appreciate the call. 
Um, and we've got the prediction. Nicholas, you said Canelo or Triple G? Canelo on point. But don't surprise if you get if you see a knockdown. All right, yeah, man, wicked. you can only have one. Kenan on points. Wicked. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, so for me, um, this, this, I mean, it's okay. It's definitely clearly fifty-fifty fight. I think we can That's see all. by this is probably one of the first fights that we've spoken about where the listeners are split. You know, what I mean, yeah. that, that's fair to say. Um, yeah. But I don't think when we're talking about judging fights, I don't think you should measure intangibles. I think you have to look at a boxer's attribute. You have to look at their skill set. I think intangibles, talking about sparring, talking about potential disadvantages, you can put your money on those things. But actually, nine times out of ten, they don't really work because I could say Ward never fought a banger like Kovalev. Kovalev was a known killer. And what happens? So I think we just got to bear that in mind. For me, I think the boxing at skills, you know, they say skills pay the bills. And for me, Canelo's got the skills to pay the bills and to beat Triple G. I think it's not easy. It's not hard. My only worry about this fight is if it's going to be entertaining. Because if Canelo evades, fights on the back foot, uses jab, slips, moves, it's not going to be great to watch. But the bottom line is going to get the W. That's just my, my opinion on that. Guys, very quickly, yeah. let's go into a few things like the politics. No, no, no. We've got to go into predictions and then we've got to move on the other fight. So, guys, we're going to move around. Robert, what's your prediction? Oh, um, I think based on Triple G not being tested against uh, uh, a solid puncher yet. Canelo or um, Sorry, based on Canelo um, not being tested by a solid puncher and also Canelo um, showing signs of fatigue um, in a later um, sort of rounds of the fight I just don't think he's got it in the tank and I just don't think um, he's going to be able to deal with the power of Triple G and I, I predict that Triple G will stop um, Canelo later on in the fight and even if it does go to points I think that Triple G has all the has all the attributes of what the judges are looking for in terms of accuracy ring generalship and um, effective aggression so I think Triple G will win it Dwayne? I think uh, Triple G wins by knockout, but if it goes to points, Oscar's gonna make sure the the judges get the <laughs> <laughs> Canelo will win. That's the little caveat. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a very very important point. You know, yeah. something I want to touch on, right? And what you gotta bear in mind, Canelo has fought in Nevada on multiple multiple occasions, right? Yeah. He's known to the Nevada Commission. He's known to the judges, the Nevada Commission judges. You know, he's known to the bookies. He's known to the local economy. He's this guy drives the local economy. Yeah. That's good, man. That's gonna be. Look, look how it's it's CJ Ross and Mayweather, man. Yeah, Come on, yeah, you can't say that it's not gonna happen. That's yeah, but that's part. okay. That's, that's happened, that's, man. That's you can't say that. You can't say that because bottom line, that's the same thing Kovalev said against Ward. And what do mm. we say? This bullshit. Mm. You have a team there to negotiate. You guys can pick the boxing. Isn't Canelo picks all the judges, picks the refs. You yeah. have the you option. Have influence, though. You have influence. You can have influence, hundred percent. But you gotta look at it like this. You have the opportunity to say who you want and who you don't want. That's, That's number one. Happened, though, number yeah. two, if Golovkin's fought, he's become a name by fighting in America. Well, he could have fought in Vegas. So I'm not gonna mm. hear Canelo wins. Oh yeah, but the judges <laughs> this that. No, <laughs> get that out of here, man. You ain't got time for that. You said the same thing with Kovalev. Let's focus on what happens on the ring because uh, uh, ultimately you can't. Okay, we can, we've 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 known a lot of bullshit decisions. But if a judge stands up and says, "I actually thought this fight won." How can you go into that mind and tell them otherwise? Who's A side in this fight? Explain by the way. CJ Ross. I don't know. Can I know A side? Yeah, but if that's what she <laughs> thought, I, I agree. It's bullshit. Come on, man. Yeah, but Ooh, I agree. It's there's got to be a little truth in that. Then. That's what you've got to bear in mind. Canelo's the A side. Canelo's the A side. He's got the yeah. golden boy behind him. He's got mm-hmm. golden boy behind and him. And I, I get where you're coming from, Kojo. Yeah. You, you, I, I couldn't say like, ah, oh, it's a fact. It was definitely a brown envelope. Mm. But I think 
if we're being realistic, you can't so totally it doesn't happen. The yeah. I agree. Size I of the ring, size happens. of the gloves. I, but then my point is, when when Ref. Ward is and Kovalev is staying, start shouting out, and Kovalev is saying, "I was robbed." American but judges. That's different because that's post fight opinions. No, like, no, no. But when the fighter now says, "Listen, I won that fight," I don't know how the judges gave it to this guy, hmm. and he's saying he's American, he's he's local, this, that, and the other. What are we then saying? Well, yeah, it's a possibility, but we saw with our eyes that Ward won, right? But if we bear in mind, okay, like... If we're talking, so I think it's your perception. Okay, but if we if we bear in mind um, what we really touched on with the mm-hmm. Triple G Canelo scenario, opinions were put forward that um, Triple G lost to... Um, Jacobs. Jacobs, mm-hmm. but he was given the fight because of the money that's going to come with the Triple G thing. Mm-hmm. So we can't really... Even if we look at that fight, because that was the lead there up to go. where we are now. Yeah, but I would say, I, 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 in my mind, I see, I said Jacobs won, but I can yeah. see what, how he didn't get the point. The word you used there was the effective aggression when you mm. said in this last fight. That's probably what Jacobs didn't do. There were things I like. I was looking at him thinking, nah, he's done well. But the effective aggression was more on Triple G's side. So I'll hold my hands up and said that. But bottom line, I think if we're going to talk about refs before a fight... I think we're clutching at straws. I think let's focus on let's fo- let's focus on. <laughs> no, what no, I don't I think, think so, man. Because this so. this is this is, so. a po- this is a point that's already so. been brought up by like, people so. just camp already. Yeah, you know but that's I mean? so. yeah, but that's my point. Like sometimes losers like to make excuses before they win. If you're put it this way, Triple G's a knockout artist, right? Yeah. If he knocks out Canelo, what are the judge going to say? That's but that's my point. My point is, I feel he has to knock him out. I think he has to. I he has think to. He, or I he has think to beat him in a way where it's he has to be comprehensive dominant. If it comes close. It's gonna go into Canelo. And that's going to put listen, that brand envelope listen, on the man. table. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny culture. If you're the A side and of you have course. a big team behind you, you do mm-hmm. have influence in so of many other dynamics. Hundred percent. But if it's a close, when it's a close fight, I think you have to say it was a close fight. Yeah, right? yeah, so if yeah, it's a close yeah, fight yeah, and you yeah. see a close fight and he gets the decision, it's like I mean, randomly, I don't. It's not his UFC. Shevchenko fought Nunes on the weekend. That was a very close fight. To me, I could see why Shevchenko could have got the fight. I also saw why Nunes got the decision. So when it's a close fight, I just hate robbery because robbery makes it seem like somebody was clearly the winner and the other guy just paid somebody to get the decision. I'm not saying uh, that robbery can't happen. I'm just saying... Let's not talk about the ref situation until we right, get to it. Let me give you one okay. point. Let me no, 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 no. Listen, How can we talk about refs? So if he knocks him out, it's irrelevant. So why are we talking about... Very quick point, right? Listen. Why the fuck is it that the IBF, for this fight, have broken their rule to allow to get rid of same-day weighings? Why? Explain that. It's the fucking influence of Golden okay. Boy. Come on, man. This shit happens. It's okay, so it's the influence. But my point is... My point is... That's Why are you point. talking That's about it? Point. Yeah, it's a fair point. But my point is, you're going in the ring. You don't need to worry about the refs. You don't need to worry about the judges. You need to worry about yourself and your own performance. True. Simple I'll, as that. Put it this way, I wouldn't say that the Triple G team should worry about the judges. I agree with you, Kojo. Mm. They should just be focused on winning the fight in the best way possible. Mm. But that's why I say, like, when I give my prediction, I say Triple G has to win by KO. Mm. Just to solidify, or a very dominant performance, like mm. um, what Tyson Fury done against Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko yeah. Where even if the German judges, I shouldn't say the German judges, but even if they wanted to give it to Klitschko, it was, it was re- they just couldn't do it. So mm. one-sided. And yeah, that, right? I, I think if it's tight, you know, it becomes. But when debatable. it is, and, that, and that's what I mean. When there are close rounds, you could see why it's gone to one. It's gone to another. Badu Jack the girl. Everyone was saying, that no, was this one won. That was tight. It's a tight fight. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, when it's a close fight. Or, for example, because I think we all, I say, we're, those that believe Canelo is going to win are really saying it's going to come on points. So, if he wins on points, 
I don't want to turn around and say, oh, yeah, the, he had the judges in his payroll and this, that and the other. Because we're saying he doesn't really have the power to knock him out. So his strategy will be to win on points, to outbox him and maybe bring a bit more effective regression. So for me, I'm just like, we're, we're wasting too much time on the laboured no, point. Enough, enough. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? No, That's just you. my thing. Yeah, we can, we can round off on okay, that. Okay, yeah. my prediction, I mean... Coming into this, I, I was very 50-50. But I think with this show, I think I've moved far more towards Triple G now. You know, I think factors like the fact Canelo's never fought a hard-hitting puncher, you know, the fact he's never truly fought at middleweight, the fact that he's pouring a lot of mass, mm. you know, all of these factors, I think, is going to lead him to get gassed, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be pushed, but I think he's, and I think he's going to get stopped late, late into the fight. I think Triple G will probably stop him. And he needs to lay off those ropes because leaning up against yeah, the ropes, put his hands up. That's not good. That's not going to help. Um, okay, so my prediction: I'm going Canelo um, points. Um, that's where again, the passion came from. Then, yeah, no, 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 no that, yeah. And, but to, to truth be told, I think when the fight was first announced, I was like, no, nah, Golovkin. Um, and then studying both fighters, I, I def- for me, it is a pure fifty-fifty. So whether he's right or wrong, I'm, I'm happy because at the end of the day, it is a pure fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. For me, I just think the movement um, in terms of the feet movement and the head movement of Canelo is going to be key. Um, I think one thing Canelo can do quite well is he can dip and attack the body. I think if he can do that and utilise that, keep that in his arsenal, arsenal throughout the fight, I think that can help him. My fear for this fight, and this is why I say Canelo, I think it's not going to be as exciting as we're living it up to be. So I think you know there's a bit of hype around this fight, around boxing fans. We know yeah. that it's a... It is a 50 fight. I just think. Yeah, in the sense of that. And not that it's so one sided by one opponent, but I just think Canelo probably won't engage as much as we would have liked him to do. Anti climax, yeah. And I think that may help him win the fight because Golovkin, for me, I think he gasses out slightly. So when I say gasses out, I think in the later rounds that we have seen, he's not able to throw as many punches. I think he's also probably not fought as many 12 round fights as Canelo, which could potentially go against him um, so I'm just saying Canelo get the win on points it won't be exciting it will just be a, a bog standard fight where he uses his jab he lands a couple of big punches he takes some blows but I don't see I, I, I would not be surprised if Golovkin lands the money punch on him cleanly in his face you know I, I could see him punching his shoulders his bottom of his elbows but I, I, I think Canelo is going to stay out of his distance, he's going to keep the range very, very well um, in terms of when he jabs. And I think he's going to slip. And I see an anti-climax fight, but Canelo to win on points. I think he's going to go on the back foot. But yeah, yeah, I think he's going to move on. The, he's going to be on the back yeah, foot. I think, I think he's going to move. I think he's going to move around. Exactly. I think he has to because I think he can't stand. I can't see him standing in the middle of the ring with Golovkin and just trading. That'd be a bad look. That, it, it would be a bad look for him. So yeah. nobody goes into a fight. I would think no boxer goes in. With a plan that's going to be deter is going to, is not going to help them. So I think if he stands in the middle, if he does that, and he wins, I'll be amazed. But I think he's got. He, I just don't think he's going to do that. So I think he's going to keep it moving, keep it moving. And then sometimes you're like, shit, it's sixth round. Oh shit, it's the eighth round, and you're down on points. Um, and not let Golovkin because I feel with Golovkin with his power punches, he needs to settle. He needs his feet to be sort of like in the canvas and feet. Mm. really needs to plant them. And if he doesn't allow. Golovkin to do that which is an easy thing to do in my mind um, the time is just going to go past oh, Golovkin I agree I think, I think you know for Canelo to win I mean, these are, we're going to talk about like, the keys to fixture I think like Canelo has to move a lot because mm. that will gas out Triple G a bit like what Jacobs has done mm-hmm. he needs to target the body take away the energy as well because if you look at the, the Jacobs fight that's, that's effectively what happened I think 
people often start to guess. Mm. And I think a lot of that to do was with Jacobs move around a lot, you know. He has to do, he has to employ that's a good point. He has to employ a similar strategy to Kel Brook. And Kel Brook is mm. amazing at turning his opponents. Mm. So what what Triple G, what Canelo needs to do is come in lighter so he's mm-hmm. more agile, yeah. keep turning him, keep turning him mm-hmm. and hit him on the counters. Because yeah. Triple G doesn't do well against counter punches. Mm. But he needs to sustain that for twelve rounds. Yeah. And that's my only concern with yeah. Canelo. And, and that's where I think the youth, and when I say youth, like the slight age, but I think going back to the points that everybody's made, I think if he sits on the ropes, yeah. I think it's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, if I'm, I think if he sits on the ropes, then I think we're looking at a Glover can knock out. But I'm going with one pick, and my pick is Canelo on points. Um, and I know we've, we've we've chewed off everybody's ears with this one, but we've <laughs> got to go through some of the other fights. So look, Billy yeah. Joe Saunders, Monroe, D, what's your prediction and what's your thoughts on this fight? I think Billy wins. Um, mm-hmm. Home fighter seems to be in good shape with the Ingle gym. Um, I think. Can I ask Billy you a question well? on that? Yeah, Have sure. you seen some of the pictures of Billy Joe Saunders? Yeah, yeah on Insta. Are you suspicious? No, I'm not. To be honest, I think okay. I think um, Dominic Ingle's maybe not getting the uh, recognition for what he actually does as far as his knowledge with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a case of Billy's taking. Is his career serious mm-hmm. by making that move because yeah. he could have stayed with who he was with when he fought Adam Booth. exactly and before, and before him the yeah. guy that when he was with um, when he fought mm. Eubank Junior. Mm. So I think Billy's really taking his career serious. I think Billy's in a mindset where, regardless of some of the criticism that he receives, mm-hmm. he's a fighter. Yeah, and I don't think he really appreciates all the slack that he takes up on on social media and people saying that he's a paper champion or a fake champ and all this mm. I think that's really pissed him off mm. and I think he's he, he, he's got he, he's, he wants to make a statement um, and I think obviously he's got the team behind him supporting that mm-hmm. i.e. putting the fight on the same night as uh, the Triple G golf thing. so I think Billy's going to go out there to make a real solid statement mm-hmm. yeah. Good, okay. yeah the thing is he's fighting William Monroe Jr. as well I don't feel there's any need to get roided up for that fight you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> You see what I'm trying to say? Like, so William Monroe, you say that though. But he's a decent fight, you know. And Gabe Rosado is a tricky southpaw. And it's not even just that, it's the last performance. It's okay, Billy Joe, Billy Joe's been inactive for a while. For, for so, a while. so that is, and I'm not saying it's both, but I think really. that, that is a bit of an issue, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Monroe, I think, is a different type of fighter than you, you maybe not you, Bank Jr., so much, but maybe he's a bit more active. But you're, 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 um, who did win a bit? Uh, Andy Lee. Is that. Who did he win the belt from? Andy? Yeah, yeah, Andy Andy Lee. Lee. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In, in terms of his physique, so I think the presence of Monroe Junior could put him under a bit of pressure. Um, but for me, I think uh, Billy Joe Saunders is a really good technical fighter. I think he doesn't Absolutely. get the credit for being a technical fighter in terms of fighting off the jab, yeah. movement, um, and he's got decent power as well. So um, yeah, I'm not going to say that um, there's any suspicion. I was just very surprised because you saw the last two fights where he's looking flabby, he's out of shape, and all of a sudden. He's looking like he could model for Armani or something. Like, it's a yeah. huge contrast. Yeah. You know? no, we but spoke to Dominic Ingle. Ingle. Yeah. He's, he's not only a trainer, he's actually a nutritionist as mm. well. Yeah. So he knows how to cut weight. Yeah, I mean, he, he himself, he's, I wouldn't say he's a bodybuilder, but... He's lean. He's, he's very, very lean. You see pictures Dominic of him, Ingle. Dominic Ingle. Dominic yeah. Ingle yeah. He's a bodybuilder. He's, he's got a bodybuilder. Body, he's got yeah, the bodybuilding... Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. scary pictures, man, like when you see him in uh, bodybuilding. Yeah, um, so predictions? Yeah, for what? me, um, again, I, I think it's... For me, it all depends what Billy Joe turns up on a night. If mm-hmm. you get Andy Lee, Billy Joe, yeah. he's going to win. Mm. Right? And if you get um, Arkov, Billy Joe, yeah, it's going to be one. a tough night. <laughs> so, 
For me, um, I think Billy Joel, as Dwayne said, he's got the home advantage. And, you know, they're taking calculated risks here because they mm. know everyone's screaming for Billy Joel to fight a credible opponent. Mm. So he knows he has to step up, but he's taking a calculated risk by taking a guy that's a nice little touch-up, but he's not too dangerous. And he's good and for his CV. He's good for his CV yeah, and the guy's coming over CV. to his home territory. So William mm. Monroe, he has to do it. Errol Spencer. He's got to come here, show him no respect, mm. push the fight, be the aggressor mm. and, and, and take the take the belt off Billy. If he comes in with that kind of like slick, southpaw, counter-punching style, waiting on the back foot, he's going to get beat. Mm. The judge is not going to give it to him. Yeah, I, think no, I, no. I think I agree with you there and uh, I, I just don't think William Monroe's got the kind of goods to beat Billy Jones. Nah, I don't think mm. it's happening. Yeah. You know, he's at home as nah. well. And I think Billy Joe Saunders is at the stage of his career with a mega fight later on in the evening. He needs to make a statement. Yeah, you know what I mean? To. If he wants to get that big money fight, all eyes are going to be on boxing that night. Yeah. He needs to go in there and just do a demolition job on Willie Monroe. He's up there as a top middleweight. I mean, this fight happens, you know, he might, who's going to want the winner? Unless there's I mean, a I rematch. Think that, you know? that, that, I, think, I think there will be a unification fight. But I agree with you. I think he needs to impress to really even maybe command more money for the in, yeah. in, in that fight because if he looks average maybe you know if it's Canelo wins I mean Golovkin's got this ambition of getting all the belts but if it's Canelo win maybe Canelo will be like fuck it I don't want to fight Jeff Bilo Jones I don't know That's but I think he's got to look good I think he has to look good um, also on the cards we've got Anthony Yard um, he's fighting for European light heavyweight title what do you guys think of him? He's coming along really well yeah. Anthony Yard um, he looks he looks like a champion in the making yeah Obviously, we need to see the level step up, and I would like to have seen him fight Jose Burton. Oh. But I was, I've, I've kind of seen a few interviews from himself and Tunde, and mm. I, I can understand their their stance. Oh, yeah. But I think at the same time, it would have been a good way to ensure the fight against um, Buglioni. Frank Buglioni. Buglioni. Yeah. Buglioni. So yeah, yeah but I, I was coming along really well. Yeah. What do you think? I'll Rob? say yeah. Um, yeah, second. I think. Anthony Yardy obviously spent some time in, in California at the Mayweather gym. He's definitely showcases a lot of that, a lot of those skills with the hand speed and the angle shots. But I think um, he's ticking all the right boxes, mm. but I'm still undecided about him because I haven't seen him in there with a decent level of, of opposition. So mm. I think he's doing all the right things. He's making all the right moves. He just needs to step up the level of opposition so we can actually see what he's made of. And mm. I'm going to be front row when he gets to fight uh, Buatsi. Or yeah, even Frank yeah. Bolioni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. He's in the same league as Boatsy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. That's yeah. something that goes yeah. um, under a lot because yeah. and Boatsy's got actually more amateur experience or more overall experience than mm. Anthony Yard. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. But yeah, Anthony Yard's got the profile. Yeah, he's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Got the profile. He's got the yeah. build. Like, yeah. it totally get get your point. Yeah. Um, Inam, um, Daniel Dubois fighting AJ Carter. What do you think of that? That's like we always say, man. It's going to be slammed to the slaughter time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just sacrifice time. Yeah. At this stage of his career, I mean, you see this guy, all guys going, man. It's That's literally AJ Carter is wrapping up, hands tied, <laughs> thrown in the ring, one round. So out. AJ Carter's last fight, he fought this guy um, on an Eastern European guy, and it was a, it was a, it was um, uh, what's the what's the promoter's name? Not Butterfly. Um, but the promoter did a big fight down in Crystal Palace. It was a really, it was actually a good, oh, good event. Okay. Um, Duff promotions. Duff, Duff promotions. Oh. Yeah, so it's a big card. Um, Gorman fought um, Akinlade. Um, uh, or, or they were the headline of, uh, event, and um, Sonoski. Yeah, Sonoski. Yeah, that's the name. Um, and honestly, he got knocked out badly where they had to come in, take him out on a stretcher. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, why the fuck do you want to get <laughs> fight Daniel Dubois? Like, honestly, because I'm just thinking this guy is known for. 
knocking guys out. Okay, he's only four or five fights into his career, but I just thought it's a massive, not even a risk. I just thought, why would you want to take this punishment? Yeah. Probably it doesn't just make like sense. I thought even Joe Joyce. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. Um, but I felt they've. I, I feel sorry for his hard up, man. <laughs> no, but I feel, I feel his promoter sold him short because yeah. it's hey, like. Man, when you get that phone call, man, you've got to lace up the gloves. Yeah. Like, but it's not like <laughs> a Joshua kind of yeah. phone call or even a Chisora. It's just like Dubois. Like, what's yeah. the payday going to be for yeah, that? Yeah. Like, it's not going to be. I guess that's the thing, Ryan. I don't want to dig into that particular boxer's mm. personal background, but you just never know what a person's dealing with. Yeah, that is true. He might have some personal scenario and he has mm. to just catch a quick check. Yeah. And yeah, for like yeah. boxing, as we all know, it's a hard sport, especially if you're going to go pro. So it could be a situation where it's like, do you know what? I don't know where my next payday is going to be. The money might make sense to his personal circumstances. Yeah. And he's just got to cash that check. Yeah. No, no, no. Agreed. Um, so outside of that, we've also got the W... Uh, I keep saying the WBC, but there's World Super Series Boxing. Callum mm. Smith's oh, headline yes. mm. against Skokland. What do we make of this tournament so far? Obviously, last weekend we saw Usyk uh, defeat Huck. Yeah, what you guys... So a couple of questions. Predictions for Smith Scogland, and what do you make of this uh, Super Series tournament? I think um, I'll probably get shot down, but I think the UK fighters are going to tear through that tournament. Mm. You got Callum Smith, um, Eubank Junior, George Rose. um, What's the other guy? He's really underrated. Uh, James Cox, Jamie Cox. Jamie Cox. I think those guys will just blitz through most of the other boxes, man. Mm. That's a solid four. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's very good that they've put it back. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's. Something they brought. What do you know about Scoglin, mate? Do you, do you know anything about him? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I had that same perception, like, yeah, the British fighters have got this. But then when I started reading up on some of the guys in there, a lot of them are like some tough, like, European guys. They've got some good records. Like, Scoglin, he's uh, world ranked in two divisions. He's like mm. world ranked in light heavy and he's world ranked in super middleweight. And um, Kessler was saying some interesting points about him. Like, he's, he's apparently supposed to be the real deal. Um, I watched a fight this morning. He's a uh, tall, rangy, good counter puncher. He just gasses out a bit too too early, and um, I think it's going to be a tough fight for Callum Smith. But I think he's going to pinch it. But I think, bear in mind, this is a quarter final fight, so every fighter in that at that stage is a decent level of caliber of fighters. So I think at that division, the super middleweight, I think is definitely the most entertaining. I think even if you look past Smith and Scoglin, who they face fight next, you got a good fight. You look yeah. at Groves versus Cox their next opponent is also a good fight. So I think definitely this division is going to be live. For me, I think the interesting thing about this fight, which is good, is that both fighters are coming in undefeated. Yeah. And both of them are relatively unknowns. I think there's been a lot of, not necessarily hype, but there's a lot of potential on Callum Smith. Um, he was yeah. earmarked to fight Darrell or the girls. Um, yep. So I think he needs to have a good, solid performance. And I think if he can, he can really sort of jettison his career in off his this fight. This well. is time for exactly. Callum Smith to step up, isn't yeah, it? He needs to win this fight. Step up. You know, all this hype that's been behind him because the Eddie Hearn machine has been really behind yeah. Callum Smith from day one, right? You know, it's not busy, but there's been a lot of money behind Callum Smith. He's like going to be like a future golden boy yeah. if he yeah, pulls he it off. Wiping out opponents. You know what I mean? So... After this, he's going to have to fight the big guns of the super middleweight division. So let's see how he performs. Mm. We also had the cruiserweights this weekend. Uh, Usyk, Usyk against Huck. Yeah. What do you think of this guy? I, he looks very impressive, you know. And he, he was he had like he was like bloodthirsty. Ah oh, man, I he think put it was after that after that push in the the build up. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm going to terminate <laughs> this guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually watched it live online. It was a good fight, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I, th- I think he was thinking, okay. Yeah, all right. He's gonna learn today. Yeah, let's see about that. <laughs> yeah. People don't know about Usyk. They, the people don't realize the three amigos is Lomachenko, Usyk, and the other dude in the light heavy. They yeah. all have like four hundred yeah. odd plus amateur fights. They all won like. 
gold medals twice. Yeah. Like Usyk is a complete don. Yeah, I've always said Usyk is the guy he's in the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't yeah. knock um, amateur abs- amateur experience. I mean, I think that was. I don't want to go off topic, but it was high lit when you had O'Hara Davis mm-hmm. fight Josh um, Taylor. Josh Taylor, Taylor, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, there was the amateur background. Yeah. Uh, Josh Kelly. These guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't knock that Next amateur level. experience. Yeah. My only thing with some of these guys, though, and I have to say, is like someone like Lomachenko. Clearly, he was a skilled boxer, but. For me, he stayed in the amateurs way too long. Um, and that's my only sort of like with these guys, you can see they're good. It's like, what competition are you getting in amateurs? Like turn pro. Yeah. yeah, it's like turn pro. And yeah. Cubans have an excuse, you know, they've got sanctions on yeah, them, yeah. so they can't even, they, they need to do something yeah, like that. Yeah. But I mean, with some of these guys, I'm just like, they should have turned pro a bit sooner yeah, because yeah. Lomachenko, what, less than 10 fights, you're a world champion? Yeah, that's what were you doing that fight number 280 to yeah, two, 330? Yeah, yeah. Like, but. Still, quality fighters, great opponents. Um, so, also had the Superfly summary. And now, you want to run through yeah, that? Yeah, so we had the big weekend with the Superfly fighters, you know, the top fighters in there. We had the Thailand's uh, Rumvizai, KOing, you know, KOing Gonzalez again, uh, the fourth. Really sad to heartbreaking. see. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <laughs> is this the end for Gonzalez? Don't know. Is he going to go back down? Don't know. You know, we had Quadras win on points. That was a bit funny at the end because uh, Michael Buffer. Made the winner to be the other guy. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. what the hell's going on until the clip just scores. And we had, had the Steve Harvey moment. That's yeah, what Steve Harvey moment. <laughs> you know, then we had the Japanese guy Inui. Can't pronounce the guy's name. No, and he, you know, he, he, this guy looks special, man. I think, I think he is the top superfly, yeah. probably. You know, and uh, yeah, that's it. And for me, before okay, okay. Go, 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 go. like I say, let, let's let's touch on this um, chocolate thing because. Yeah. He's for me, he was always at the top of my pound for pound list. Mm. And a lot there's a lot of like comments online since the weekend, everyone's like disrespecting him, saying that he was a hype job, he was never that good, yada yada mm. yada. But this guy, this is a typical symptom that um he faced like Roy Jones is facing. Roy mm. Jones was a he won six belts in four divisions. Chocolate won four belts in four divisions. Mm. But this is a typical symptoms of not knowing your boundaries, keep going up in weight and not yeah. knowing when to stop. So like Chocolito, well, he started at the lowest weight, like, which is like minimum weight, hundred a hundred pounds. That's like seven stone. Yeah. He went all. He knocked out and beat every champion from one hundred pounds to one hundred and fifteen, and suddenly he gets beat. But it's because people don't realize you can't the natural attributes that he has, like your power, your speed, your heart, your aggression. You can't take it up forever. Take it up forever. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. get to that point where you hit the glass ceiling and you're yeah. gonna get beat. Yeah. So it's just it's just sad. Yeah, and I think you're right in what you're saying actually in terms of how how far he's come through the boxing but I think also we have to be honest and I'm a boxing fan we'll like sometimes people people don't think that far back you know they just think about your last three fights yeah. and yeah unfortunately so it's a shame for him I don't know um, you know we had an article on the website we were saying like oh you know what next for him it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one because he he's a quality fighter um, I will say I didn't, never thought he was pound for pound not because he didn't have the ability. It was just more like the opponents he faced mm-hmm. and how recognised were they. But that's an argument for another day. But yeah, it, is a, it was a shame to see him. Um, so you know what? You just see that we've got Paul, our resident, on the line. So Paul, I'm going to come to you quickly for uh, to say say a few words. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. What do you want to say to us? You, you, the floor's yours. We'll give you open mic for a little bit. When uh, it's going back to Callum Smith and Scotland. Yep. Uh, I, I didn't really know much about Scoglin myself until I was speaking to Luke Blackledge on the phone to, uh, so I could do that article for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's, fought, he's fought both, and then he's also sparred uh, 
over in Sweden with Scotland quite a bit. Okay. And he said, don't sleep on Scotland because he is as strong as an ox. Uh, he said same, he does same, everything yeah. Callum Smith does just as well as he does. Wow. Uh, so and he said he's looking at this as a genuine 50-50. Oh, that's even better for the for the Super Series. That's perfect, then, we right? Also, we also contacted Joel Gallagher about this, you know, to ask him what he thinks about this. You know, okay. all he said uh, very briefly, saying this is going to be a good, tough fight. Yeah. So I don't think they're looking at this being a simple, easy fight. And Paul, say, uh, no, no, go, go, go. Yeah. They do say about Joe Gallagher, he doesn't miss nothing. Mm. Like, he's very, very meticulous yeah, with, yeah. with his approach to fight. So, mm. like myself, I don't know much about. Scott is Green. their opponent but I'm yeah. sure Joe does yeah no 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 it sounds like it and I mean 26 fights zero losses that tells you you could be half decent and and Paul what's your thoughts um, or prediction for Billy Joe Saunders versus Monroe I think Billy Joe's going to turn it on because you go back to his biggest win uh, not not the Andy Lee fight that, that was a good win but he, you even go back to Chris Eubank mm-hmm. and everyone thought Eubank was going to beat him it was going to be too good for him. He had six weeks preparation for that fight. He was he was fleshy, he was out of shape, and he still schooled him. You give him a full camp like you had with Ingle, you see the shape he's in, you look at the the quality he's been sparring in the gym with and everything, uh, the improvements he's made, and I just can't see Willie Monroe beating him. Because mm, no, he, he is. On, on his day, on his day, I think Billy Joe is one of the best, like skill-wise, that we 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 have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, people forget, and and I, and I would agree with you on that because people forget he was a Olympic team GB amateur, exactly. so he was, yeah. he's definitely got the skills in the right levels. Um, but no, thank thank you very much for that, Paul. And we're going to move on, but appreciate that. So, um, last couple of words because he's obviously moved on. Um, so yeah, this week was at the AJ uh, Pulev press conference. Obviously, it's kind of business as usual. All the big media outlets were there to watch that. Yeah. Um, but it was really good to kind of speak to AJ, get some thoughts on what he wants to do moving f- forward. So don't forget, we've got all the videos on YouTube and some more footage of that. So check that out. Um, the only other thing before we close is really the sad news of the downfall and the demise of Adrian Bronin. You thought <laughs> where it couldn't get any worse. That is a nice topic to bring up. Yeah, unfortunately, you didn't think it could get any worse from the weekend where he... Uh, pushed a woman down and, and knocked out a civilian then there was a lot of footage I say footage a lot of uh, messages going on online just asking for help saying what would you people do if I'm not here and no matter what we say about him as his character and the flaws he said you don't really want to see that because he has been an entertaining fighter over the years um, where, where does he go from here guys? I think I think um, is, I guess I say it's interesting because myself Robert and a couple of my other friends we've got like our own little WhatsApp group and mm-hmm. we just talk boxing and my initial point was totally shut down by Robert, and I and I accepted it because I was in, initially I just criticised um, Broner. Broner sorry mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, <laughs> criticised Broner, and I was thinking like, what's he doing? How can mm. he just walk? How can he do all this madness? But my, Robert made a good point. I should really just push the mic over to Robert. Really, go on then, Robert. Oh no, no, I was just saying that. Um, Rona, he, he needs help. Basically, you, you, you take a kid from the ghetto and you give him, he comes from a dysfunctional family, you give him, you slap a million dollars in his account, you give him yeah. fame, you give him access to all the things we could ever dream of. And then 
you're just creating this monster, mm. right? It's similar to Mike Tyson. What would my, how would Mike Tyson? How would the world be if Instagram was around and Mike Tyson was 18, mm. capturing all point. the crazy things that he was getting up to? Mm. The kid, it just come. He just needs a, a solid support system. And the thing is, people forget is that we were all young ones. Mm. So we're like in our mid thirties, critiquing a guy in his twenties. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You you got this guy. He's got all this fame, all this money, all this mm. power, and of course he's gonna make mistakes. Mm. I just think he just needs to have the right support network around him. He needs yeah. he needs people to to actually show him um, where he's going wrong, and just he needs positive role models around mm. him. Really, man, he had Floyd Mayweather. Doesn't get any bigger than that. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, like Al Heyman. You know, you got people like that holding him up. Sam Watson. These <laughs> Sam are Watson. These are big names. These are, these are, and, and the thing Biggest is, I think names, you're right. What you're saying, yeah. I think we can't be overly critical. I think there has to be a. It is a fine line. Um, we can't be over overly critical. Um, but I think also from a sympathy point of view, he can't be on the streets of on a strip of Las Vegas pushing women and knocking, knocking out, out civilians. civilians because your your hands are weapons. So from that point of mind, he has to be thinking. And the other thing he I would say kill is someone, man. where I mean, for, not, and outside Bear of man, that, he was walking away though. So we don't know what happened before that. Was he being antagonised for hours? Got, was, with those you know, guys, I would say like we've been away, around the boxers. You've been around boxers. The number one thing they always tell you is discipline. That's mm. what gets them to the top of the sport. He's had discipline at some stage of his career. Whether it is the money that he's now receiving, it's about billions, the wrong persona. Um, I just, like you, bottom line, think he needs help. I hope yeah. he gets the help. Um, I hope he can make a comeback in boxing because I feel there's some big fights. I mean, the other day we were discussing uh, Broner versus Khan. I think yeah. that would be a wicked Serious fight. fight. Yeah, you, can sell you know that. what I mean? Yeah. You could easily Definitely. sell that. No problem. And it's a great, fighter for, great fight for both oh, fighters. Yeah. Um, so it was really sad to, like, literally, I think the next day we saw that and it was like, oh, come on, Broner. Um, he's had a great influence, like Mayweather, you know. Um, he's and a mature Mayweather as well, right? So, and and he's and Mayweather said to him, "Stop your drinking." But I think last week, or or after the Mayweather, not too long ago, there's a picture of him with two bottles Jeline. of champagne. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah. This is what I mean about the, the his, his background, his environment. But yeah. he got out of it, and it's like, but I know when you say it's tough because the claws are still into you, but. Like he's a father around him as well, but I would also say he's a father. So I would mm. say, I mean, mm. that alone must give you a bit of maturity to know that you know what I can't do time what I was doing before. It's time to fix up. So and the thing is, he's think, he's in last chance saloon now. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I absolutely. think it was a last chance saloon when they held a gun up someone. You know, I thought it was like maybe a last chance saloon when they found him up in a <laughs> shot up van. <laughs> you but know, but he still <laughs> had big fights after that, and know? I agree with you. So but he still had and big what fights. What he's got to remember as well, yeah, you're 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 supposed to be like a role model. That's you know, you've got all these young kids from the ghetto mm. trying to think, you know, I have to get you know, listen, London is one thing, yeah, but these places are next level. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? So you got this guy, you miss you know, you want to be a positive role model, right? We've got this thing in London, gloves not guns, you know what I mean? Mm. So mm. shit like that, you know, it takes people. But what if your streets. role models are hustlers though and drug dealers and killers? But his role models not in a bad way. That's the thing, he's, he's supposed to take this shit out, you know what I mean? It's, it's, diff- it's easier said than done, that's the issue of it. It's like I don't you know, with with box here's the thing with boxing and like mm. NBA. With NBA, right, they take these kids out the ghetto and they have mm. this support system. Mm. They have they, they literally have to go through classes where they show them like how to manage your money how to manage your family how to manage your personal life they have all this structure mm. even when they retire they have like a retirement fund for these guys boxers don't have that mm. they, they come true. out the ghetto they come out from tough environments fighting mm. from get go mm. it's you that is, is do or die yeah. so a lot of these guys it's like they are just some of them are just products of the environment so it's, if you've lived like 25 years of just 
thinking violence is normal, you're just going to think it's everyday thing. It's yeah. think it's a and and thing. I totally get yeah. that. And I think, you know, you said Mike Tyson, even we say your Mayweather's, you know, we get that. But I think you look at, and maybe it's the wrong ways, but you look at your guys like Moses. These guys don't grow up in like prestige areas. They grow up in the ghettos. You're Andre Wars, went through some tough shit, you know, Andre growing up. Some yeah, serious shit, like, man. Mama and dad You know what I mean? Yeah, these guys, yeah. they, 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 I think they take a bit of ownership. And I just think with Adrian Broner, he just needs to take a bit of ownership because it's all well and good putting sort of suicidal messages on, on, on online. And I and unfortunately, I know friends that have killed themselves, but yeah. my thing is, you've got to take ownership for yourself. And I think he's That's at true. that phase. I think he's at that phase from, like That's you said, true. the gun, the, the bowling alley, ro- robbing somebody, getting shot up in a van. He went to prison. He came out. He was... Fo- I and don't even know. even with with what's happened recently, mm. you can be looking at some jail time for that. Hundred yeah. percent. Oh, he's, he's going to pay out big money. He's going to pay out big money. He's going to go to prison, and he's going to pay big money yeah. because you, that civilian, to be fair, is probably thinking, oh, "I'm so happy this guy hit me." Yeah, yeah. He's probably saying, "Yeah, he's going while he was chasing him." There's Adrian Broner. Let me just go and start a fight. I'm telling you, he's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's going to react. But guys, listen. I'm sure we could go on all night. Our engineer needs to get home as well, and I'm sure we've got to get yeah. home. But listen, um, Dwayne, Robert, thank you very much, guys. This is Below the Belt TV, and uh, in conjunction with Raps on TV, it's been a good session, guys. One thing, check yep. us out on YouTube. We've That's what I was going to say. Give interviews. us your go, go to your social media, what your Instagram, Facebook. Let let them know. Right, cool. So yeah, the inst- our handles are on uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Below the Belt TV. So check us out. We've got some great content on there. Uh, we just had a really um, insightful interview with Don Charles. Um, we've also got another interview with Umar Sadiq, just recently signed to Frank Warren. We've also got an interview with Ian Lewison. And we've also got a, a plethora of interviews with um, some London-based and up-north boxers that are really hitting the scenes right now. So check us out. And guys, don't forget, don't forget, you know, the show's going to be available tomorrow from iTunes. Visit our website, www.rapsontv.com. You can access the show from there. Follow us on Facebook, Raps on TV. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube as well. Perfect. So all of that, all of that. We've got the website. We're always looking for more staff. But for everybody else, enjoy the weekend. There's a lot of boxing. Boxing's back. And we look forward to next week predictions and see who was right and who was wrong (laughs) (laughs) alright but guys thank you very much all the support peace Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.